Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Our Lady of Sorrows, Mary, Mary, Mary. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. No, we're not going there today. But what a beautiful feast day. And not only that, but I forgot to mention, it's already September 15th, my bad, that this month of September is the month of Our Lady of Sorrows. And some of you may not know that there is an actual prayer. So it's seven sorrows of Mary. There are also seven promises along with praying that. And then there is also something beautiful where you can pray to Our Lady of Sorrows, asking her to help you identify your root sin. I have a YouTube video on root sin, but we'll cover it briefly. I'll attach the YouTube video here in the description of this podcast. But honestly, we need to know what our root sins are, and we need Our Lady of Sorrows to help intercede for us. And by the way, she will show you your root sin, and Our Lady of Sorrows can help us get out of sin. Of course, Mary does that in all her apparitions and her state as being the mediatrix of grace. That's already a given, but, but she has a special role as Our Lady of Sorrows. I pulled this off of Father Ripperger and a bunch of stuff on Census Fidelium, which is a YouTube site. Check it out. There's a lot of stuff out there that can help you on the journey. They're, they're really all about the spiritual battle. Truly Orthodox, holy Catholic priests and exorcist priests like Father Ripperger are also on there. Okay, so let's first identify the actual sorrows of hers. I've got these on our website page, so I'm going to scroll and it's a long time to get to each one because they do a little explanation of it, which you could and should, and I highly recommend that you do on your own. Read about it, pray about it, and make this a part of your spiritual life. Make it a new devotion if you don't already have it. Okay, so seven sorrows of Mary. If you you know her immaculate heart, her heart is is pierced by seven swords. We have to think about Mary knowing from the very beginning through the prophecy of Simeon, 
But also, I believe that the Holy Spirit put on her heart what was going to happen. And I believe when Jesus was old enough to speak, that he explained what was going to happen too. So that's one of the things about Mary. That's something about Mary. I don't know why I'm referring to all these crazy things with Mary. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. There's something about Mary, which is a movie title. Anyway, there is something about Mary, to be honest. All of us should be wanting to imitate her because her suffering is perfect. Her whole life with Jesus was suffering. And all of it, she united to him. And here are the seven. So I can go on and on with Mary. But seriously, she is our best buddy on this journey. When are we going to realize that? Okay, the first sorrow, the prophecy of Simeon. This is again, and you yourself, a sword will pierce, right? The flight into Egypt. The angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. The third sorrow, searching for the child in Jerusalem. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. Fourth sorrow, Mary meets Jesus on his way to the cross and carrying the cross himself. A large crowd of people followed Jesus, including many women who mourned and lamented him. Fifth, standing at the foot of the cross, standing at the foot of the cross, Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. Sixth, the crucifixion and descent from the cross. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, secretly a disciple of Jesus for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate if he could remove the body of Jesus. And Pilate permitted it, so he came and took his body. And then the seventh, assisting at the burial of Christ, the woman who had come from Galilee with him followed behind. And when they had seen him at the tomb, and in a way his body was laid in it, they returned to prepared spices and perfumed oils. Okay, so those are all the seven swords. Okay, now... There are amazing prayers. I really like the Our Lady of Sorrows prayer, and they they can just basically push play, and they walk you through it on Relevant Radio's free app. Or you can go to my dear friends. This is the place that I <clears throat> excuse me met Christine Watkins. I was down at Our Sorrowful Mother's Ministry down in Vandalia, Illinois. Her and I were speaking. Actually, it was a full-day retreat. And those women are so great. But you can go to their sites, and they teach you how to pray. And here are the seven promises if you get into this devotion to her. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Okay, she revealed the seven promises to St. Bridget of Sweden in the 14th century. For those who recite seven Hail Marys daily while reflecting on her tears and sorrows. Okay. Number one. I mean, this is huge. I will grant peace to their families. I mean, hello. Who who doesn't want that? Uh, Number two, they will be enlightened about the divine mysteries. Awesome. Number three, I will console them in their pains and I will accompany them in their work. Four, I will give them as much as they ask for as long as it does not oppose the adorable will of my divine son or the sanctification of their souls. Hmm. Five, I will defend them in their spiritual battles with the infernal enemy, and I will protect them at every instant of their lives. This is huge. I'm going to stop here on number five. Let me repeat it. I will defend them in their spiritual battles with the infernal enemy, and I will protect them at every instant of their lives. Mary, how many times do I tell you about the exorcist priests that I listen to who share the power of Mary with the demons. They hate her. In some ways, they are actually more afraid of Mary than they are of God himself, oddly enough. Because she is a human being, she has such favor with God, she was totally obedient, and in the end, the Bible says that she is going to step on his head. And so here, she's going she's gonna to be with us. Hello, didn't I just say, just say that Mary, our Lady of Sorrows, can help us with habitual sin? Number six, I will visibly help them at the moment of their death, and they will see the face of their mother. Wow. Number seven. I have obtained from my divine son that those who propagate this devotion to my tears and dolors will be taken directly from this earthly life into eternal happiness since all their sins will be forgiven and my son and I will be their eternal consolation and joy. Ah, so amazing. So go to our sorrowful mother's ministry and check all, check it out all about her. They'll tell you everything you need to know. All right. Lastly, 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 if you pray to our mother, our sorrowful mother, she will show you your three root sins, basically. She's going to show you root sins, or she's really going to show you which one you're going to battle for the rest of your life. Because at one time I had all three of these root sins present in my life, but I have come to learn through prayer to our lady of sorrows that one of them is really my root sin. And that is the one that the evil one is going to dangle in my face temptation after temptation after temptation until the day that I die. Okay. What are these you saying? Come on, tell me, tell me. All right. Hang on. 
I got to pause and cough. Get this phlegm out of here before I read this. Okay, so remember, all of us can have tendencies to link to all three of these root sins, but honestly, one of them is more dominant in our life. It's bigger. It exerts a greater influence on our day-to-day -day behavior. So you're going to, you know, it may come clear to you, but in some cases, honestly, this is where a spiritual director, faith coach, hello, me. If you want help with your life, your spiritual life, your professional life, your personal life, your relationships, if you want coaching, starting a new career, maybe a ministry, I can help you with that. It's all about change and it's all about further developing ourselves, but rooting ourselves in Christ, right? rooting ourselves in his word and prayer so that as we take these steps, we check in with him, right? We ask for his help. We ask for our lady of sorrows help. We ask for the saints, all the beautiful sacramentals and sacraments of the Catholic church that are here for us on the journey to help us along the way. That's what it's all about. Okay. So yeah, I'm here for you. Just send me an email or go to my website, KendraVonash.com, hit contact, or go to Faith Coaching. Check it all out and then send me a note. Okay, we're getting long here. <clears throat> there are three possible root sins, pride, vanity, and sensuality. Pride refers to a disordered attachment to our own excellence. The proud person tends to seek meaning and fulfillment in their own achievements and conquests. Vanity is a disordered attachment to the approval of other people. The vain person tends to seek meaning and fulfillment in being appreciated or liked by other people. Sensuality is a disordered attachment to comfort, ease, and pleasure. The sensual person tends to seek meaning and fulfillment in taking it easy and simply enjoying life. So each one of these is a disordered attachment to something. Achievements, relationships, pleasures, like in and of themselves, they're not evil. The problem comes in is when we seek our meaning and fulfillment in these temporal, kind of like created realities. And we are called to seek our meaning and fulfillment in God alone and actually give him the credit, right? So I lived a lot of pride. I took credit for my career, all of the things that I had because, and I used to brag about it because my parents did so much in my brother's lives because they, lives, I should say, they were both headed to professional hockeydom, if you will. <laughs> and neither one of them made it. My brother did um, kind of like the, not junior league, but so Chicago Wolves kind of thing. It's like the, the A level underneath the NHL. But anyway, I did everything else myself. I never leaned on my parents. They just didn't have anything to offer, nor did I need them. And I took a lot of pride in that. And then, of course, vanity. Oh, my gosh, my entire life, all I've wanted was people to accept and like me. I've done things that have hurt me, like bulimia and 
gosh, I'm trying to think what other things would have hurt me like emotionally too, right? Like exercising and constantly comparing myself with other people and, and being so insecure. So yeah, vanity isn't just like making yourself look good so that other people approve of you. It's really putting on the whole facade, right? The whole mask from top to bottom. And then of course, sensuality for me, I'm lazy by <laughs> I mean, I'm lazy by nature. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a get up and go kind of let's go work out. You've heard all my workout things. I have always been a CB student. Just getting by has always been my deal. Even in my work, even though I was climbing the corporate ladder, I was just doing the minimum amount to keep my job, right? Sad to say, but that's it. And I was doing the minimum amount to pass my courses in college. And that's just who I was until God found me. And then it became this strive for excellence, this desire to learn more. I've, I've said many times, you'd have to pay me to go back to school, but you wouldn't have to pay me to go research more and more and more about my faith. So anyway, go back to sensuality. Plus I was promiscuous. I was watching porn all the time self-gratification, drugs, alcohol, marijuana. I mean, so this, that is my root sin because I've gotten over the pride, right? With God's grace, I wasn't praying to our lady of sorrows. This was just something that as my life progressed, God humbled me really and basically said, look, you are not going to be the breadwinner through this ministry. As much as I desired to be back in a place where I was as, as an executive so that my husband could relax, I was, I thought okay with it, but I really wasn't. So I had to walk through this almost mourning of my old career, the money we had, and just take this day by day with God, trusting that if he wants me to speak, that people will do things, you know, that the Holy Spirit will will move in them. I don't make calls. I mean, I just put stuff out. I've got people that I've met along the journey, my podcast, right? All the social media and stuff. So I've given it to God. Not that I should sit back and do nothing, right? I, I did in the beginning. That's how I got into my own diocese. I mailed out my book. I sent a little handwritten letter to each of the priests and that's kind of how it kicked off. But, you know, now I just keep putting out stuff, putting out content, trying to help people. And hopefully one person will listen and maybe take me to their parish or take me to a conference or whisper to someone who can whisper to someone because it may not be you, might be someone else. Anyway, that's how I had to let go. My, my pride, right? Same thing with vanity. I'll never forget the first time I didn't do a video. I did a video without makeup on. <laughs> and I remember I was working with this chick. Some of you may, be, may have been following me for years. You may remember Angie. And she was like, you know what? Why don't you do like a video where you're not totally perfect? And I said, oh, okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and yeah, it was a tough one. But now, I mean, it's great. Now I can, <laughs> I can do a video not being all made up, which is nice because I can just go with the Holy Spirit flow, if you will. 
But yeah, that was tough for me. And then in the beginning of my ministry, I wouldn't even share about my marijuana addiction. I wouldn't say the deep, dark things. I would just kind of generically say that I was a party girl because I was afraid of what those people thought of me. I was afraid of their judgment. And so again, this beautiful grace of detachment, but I still struggle deeply with sensuality, drinking a couple extra glasses to, you know, just pleasure, right? In that way, maybe eating too much. I'm lazy, do things the easy way, not working out. So when I do the opposite and I put some structure and rigor in my life, it changes all of that. So you might be like, oh, I've got the time to go to daily mass every day, but you don't. Why? Because you don't want to get dressed. You don't want to get in the car. Maybe that's the reason. Or maybe you say, I get more out of it when I'm at home. I call bunk on that, by the way. You, you're not receiving. I know there's spiritual communion, but come on, Jesus, you get more out of getting up and going. That's why adoration in person versus online. And I know some of us have to deal with that and some people can't get there. I get it. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the other one. <laughs> the one out there that's saying, oh yeah, I've got 24-7 adoration at three different parishes around me. And I haven't been in adoration for months. That's what I'm talking about. This Eucharistic, Eucharistic revival has to also start with us. I'm so excited. I'm getting a bunch of people reaching out to me to speak on the Eucharist and to speak in these upcoming months this fall. And I'm so passionate of about, <clears throat> darn it, excuse me, I couldn't, I couldn't pause that one out. Um, I'm so excited to talk about the faith and why we believe what we believe. There's a lot of that going on and also a lot of Eucharist discussion which is great because most people like me, when I first came into the church, I'm like, what the heck is that word? And had no idea that was Jesus, the body, blood, soul, and divinity. So this month of Our Lady of Sorrows, we're going to wrap up with a prayer. Do it. Those seven promises are awesome. If you, in addition to your rosary, Pray this. It's an extra, I don't know, 10 minutes. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you can find some time to sit down and really. That's why I like this, uh, this audio version on Relevant Radio's app, because it's, they have beautiful meditations. They've got this music behind it. And it just really hits me a little bit more than me praying it, you know, praying the Hail Marys myself for each one. It's just, it's just like the rosary. You just go through her sorrows. That's all. All right. That being said, let's pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Come Holy spirit. Oh, Holy spirit. We know you are the guardian angel of Mary that you Fill her to the brim. You filled her to the brim on earth. She was perfect. She was sinless. 
And yet she had to carry these sorrows, this knowledge of Jesus's passion. And we don't devote any time to her, to her sorrowful heart too often. And if we do, maybe we don't remember or realize the beautiful promises and the gift of helping us with our root sin and helping us with any habitual sin that we reignite our passion and devotion to Our Lady of Sorrows. May this one change in our habit, in our spiritual life, in our prayer life, reap wonderful fruits. Mary, please take our left hand, our lady of sorrows, rise up to our eyes, our root sin, and help us every day. Give us the grace because you divvy out grace. God gave you that beautiful job. Take our petition to Jesus to walk away from these habitual sins that have such a hold on us. Do what you do best and step on that serpent's head. You promise in this devotion that you will be there to fight every battle with the evil one. And we need all the warfare we can get the people and the heavenly army that have been on this earth that have fought this fight. And we know that your sorrows, Mary, our Lady of Sorrows, are greater than all of the saints in human history combined. So please pour into our hearts the grace to devote some time to your sorrowful heart through this devotion and the grace to fight the temptation in our life, to fight our root sin, to conquer sin and Satan and his minions in our life. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Creator, the one who loves us to life and of the Son, Jesus, the Redeemer, the Healer, and to the Holy Spirit, the Sanctifier, the Transformer, Holy Trinity, change our hearts. We ask you in to our life today. Your will, not ours. Amen. All right. Oh, sorry. That was kind of loud. I'm pumped. Get on out there. Be love. Sorry this was so long, but I think it's a really important devotion and too many people don't know about it, don't do it. And there's so much grace to be had. And I, darn it. Sorry, guys. Guys meaning gender neutral for those on the other side of the world who don't know that we use that for men and women here in the States. Okay. Um, get out there and be love, grab our lady of sorrows, go do research on it, pray to her and bring her into your spiritual battles, bring peace into your life. The first one, 
We'll bring peace into your family. Hello. All right. I'm leaving you alone. Go be love. I love you all. Find something more with God and Our Lady of Sorrows. Have a blessed and inspired day.